Welcome to this week's message. I'm Malcolm Baxter, Senior Pastor of Heart Church, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you've been coming for years or it's your first time on the podcast, we hope this inspires you. I wanna, I wanna pray. I've got this burning inside me. I, I wanna pray for you today. Um, whether you are here for the first time, and this is the first time you've ever been in this room, the first time you've ever been in this kind of atmosphere, and you're kind of like trying to figure out what the dingaling is going on, and maybe you're like looking at people with their hands up in the air, and you're thinking, what is happening in this place? Or whether you've come here for a lot of years, whether you've come here for a long time, and you know this place back to front, I, I, I've got this sense in my heart that I really want to pray for you. I want to pray for people in the room that I've got busy weeks coming up. I want to pray for people that I've got big jobs and that are difficult and hard. I want to pray for head teachers. I want to pray for teachers. I want to pray for people that are working in A&E. I want to pray for moms that are looking after the kids. I feel like I really, I want to pray for you today. Maybe your challenge and your struggle is none of the things that I've just said. I still want to pray for you today. Um, That's why I want to look at Ephesians chapter 3. Because Paul, he was praying for the Ephesians. And I wanted to just kind of reflect some of his prayers and pray them for you today. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I'm asking you if I can pray for you today. I'm asking you if I can pray for you. Um, I, once I was on a train and I got chatting to a guy and I was chatting along to him and he got a lot going on and he began to pour out all his stuff and it was difficult. He was going through a really tough, tough time and in this busy train, I just said to him, I just says, I would love to pray for you. Is it okay if I pray for you? And he said, I would love that. And he fell down on his knees and put his arms out like this. And he goes, I am ready for your prayer. It's like, whoa, that is big. Now I'm not asking you to do that today. I want to pray for you and the whole crowd. Yes. We're ready for the prayer. It's a lot of pressure when someone does that, yeah? It's like, I didn't have that much of prayer for him. I thought, oh, I better get this right. 
better. As I changed my prayer from being quite, I just like casual, Lord, help this guy to like, I thought I need to get my kind of Pentecostal on, yeah? I need to, he's given the fool kind of down on his knees, arms open. So I was good. And I was chatting to my mate who runs a church down south. And we were just having a laugh and chatting about stuff that happens in church. He told me a great story and I could not wait to share it with you. He said that he preached and uh, he says, when I preach, I sweat a lot. He sweats a lot when he preaches. He says, and he called people to the front. He wanted to pray for them. And so five or six people came to the front and the first person went down on the knees at the front. So the rest of the people just kind of followed. So there goes six people on their knees at the front. And he says he came off the stage, he's just been preaching and he goes and this gentleman's on his knees and he puts his hand on his head and he's just praying this powerful, fervent prayer over him and then he lifts his hand up to take the next one and the guy's wig came off in his hand. He'd got the guy's wig on his hand. How, what do you do with that? Say, oh, you just like bless all the other people with a bit of wiggage, yeah? Just like, yeah, just receive that little blessing on your head. That's that man's wig right for you right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Have some wig. That's good. That's good. Let it just bless you. The first prayer I want to pray for people in the room today is I want to pray that you would be open up to the flow of supernatural strength. I want to pray over you today that the power of God would fill you up to give you the strength to do what you need to do this week. I'm so humbled to think that in this room there are people who've got very responsible jobs that have got a lot going on. There are people in this room and you've got a lot of pressure happening in your life. You've got a lot of stuff going on. And my prayer is to you today, just as they prayed here, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you. I'm praying that whatever your job is this week, whatever decisions you've got to make, whatever's happening, chaos, trouble, relationship issues, massive things that you're facing and challenging. And even now as you think about them, you maybe feel a little bit overwhelmed. Here's a Scottish guy coming to you today saying that God is going to fill you with his inner strength. That the power of God would come inside of you and that you would know what it is to get through this week working and living in the power of God. Imagine, imagine this week with all of your challenges, you suddenly have this sense of, of, of an inner strength that comes from God. A supernatural strength. A power that is beyond you. When we've got a lot of capable people in the room, you can do a lot of stuff. You, you can make a lot of things happen. But what this wonderful prayer is about is something that is beyond your capabilities. Something that is beyond your strength. That the energy and the presence and the strength of God would be yours. I'm, I'm, I'm prayed up and ready to pray over you today that you would have the wonderful, powerful 
presence and power of God that you would know it, not just for a couple of moments on a Sunday morning where we all have a little moment together, but I'm praying that this prayer, you would be strengthened on your Wednesday morning on your crisis talk on Thursday afternoon, on your difficult navigating of relationships on Monday afternoon. I am praying that God would give you strength, that the power of God would strengthen you up, that you would know what it is to be absolutely blessed with the strength of God. I got in my mind that there are people here and and your job is taxing There's somebody in the room and and you feel overwhelmed when you think about your job that you've got on this week. And yet I'm believing for an encounter in God that God would strengthen you on the inside. Um, My friend Nigel who's here somewhere and um, another friend called Mike. Nigel, Mike and me, we went and we did the three peaks. We climbed the three highest mountains in Scotland, England and Wales. Oh man, we decided that we would do it in 24 hours. Oh, oh, it was grueling. And I remember when we got to, we did the Scottish one first and uh, because everything about Scotland is anointed and glorious, I felt like I sailed up that mountain, yeah? Met the Lord at the top, came back down and God says, go to England and save the English. And... uh, I says, God, they can't be saved. And I did the second mountain. The English mountain was the second one. And oh, it was grueling and it was difficult and it was hard. And uh, that was probably like my lowest ebb. You know, we've like driven from the Scottish mountain. Now we're at the English one. It's that really early in the morning. It was, oh, it was grueling. And then we had this kind of like little pit stop, this food stop and we just ate and you know when you guys all know when you're like doing those kind of exercises when you eat you just like absolutely go for it you're just like get as much energy in you as possible and what was fascinating is that like after I kind of like got this food inside me suddenly there was a new kind of strength and a new energy it's interesting that the mountains did not change The challenge and the obstacle was no different than it had been 10 minutes before. But because I have taken on this energy, because I've taken on this food, now I'm feeling strong and I'm able to press on. You know, I'd love it if we could have a prayer today where I pray that all your difficulties coming up this week were taken away. I'd love it if I could pray over you, headmaster, headmistress, and I could pray that, you know, you'll have no challenges with any of the teachers or with any of the kids, or that, you know, you're working in the hospital and everything's going to be fine. But you know what I can honestly say before you is that the mountain might not change. The difficulties in front of you might not be any different. But what you can know today is that God can absolutely energize your inner man. You can be strong and powerful. That you can go from this place and you can know the victory of the Lord Jesus. Amen. It's like, wow. See, I honestly Believe this and I speak it over your life today. There is no enemy or obstacle in our lives today that we cannot overcome through Christ. 
No obstacle, no enemy that is, is too big. That wow, when you're charged up by the power of the Holy Spirit, when Jesus fills you up on the inside, you can go from this place and climb mountains. You can meet obstacles. You can overcome those difficult conversations. You can navigate those tough family relationship issues. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He would power you up on the inside. I'm, I'm still courageous enough to think that we can have a moment in, in, in what, 10 or 15 minutes, we're going to have a prayer and believe that God will absolutely surge His power through your inner man and that you can go from this place and that you can do all things through Christ. It's like, wow. I know when you've got like stuff looming and your mind is racing and you think about the week ahead. I know that some people on a Sunday evening, they sit down and they think about the week that's coming up. And sometimes that can be such an overwhelming thing when you've got all the different, different challenges coming up. But I'm praying that this will be a fuel stop for you today. And that you would go from this place absolutely fired up in the presence of God. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you. Amen. He may strengthen you. Wherever you're sitting, you're sitting here saying, this is the first time I've ever been. He may strengthen you. You're sitting here saying, oh, Mark, you don't understand. Some of my difficulties have been my own making. I've made some mistakes. I've messed up. God's not going to help me in that. Now, of course, we've got to work through all the kind of circumstances of when we mess up. But the truth is that God can help you to be the woman, to be the man that he has created you to be. And that you can go from this place absolutely fired up. The inner man strengthened in the name of Jesus. And when I pray in a little bit, I, I, I'm asking that you would be open, that you would be open to the flow of supernatural strength. You don't need to do what my guy did in the train and fall on your knees and get your arms open wide. But we do need to have our hearts open to say, God, I still believe in this. I still believe that you can fill me with your energy and that you can fill me with your power. I still believe in this. You can fill me with your supernatural strength. The second prayer that I've got for you is I pray that you would be open to his superlative love. How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ? Wow. God's love is absolutely so wide, so deep, so high that you would be open to that love. Incredible. I, um, I often go up to uh, north of Aberdeen um, in Scotland and the beaches up there are absolutely beautiful, white beaches, so glorious. And uh, one time my dad and mum used to live up there so we would spend quite a bit of time and one time there was, there had been a car that had been like some, some young guys had got a hold of it, done a bit of joyriding, got it onto the beach, set it on fire. And this, this car, all the wreckage of it was there on this beautiful white beach. 
And it was like so sad when you saw it. It was like such a scar on the beach. You've got this lovely, phenomenal, scenic view, this wonderful white sand, the big waves, and then you've got this car that's burnt out, this wreckage. And what happened? And it's incredible. But there was a huge storm, and when the huge storm came, the waves were massive. And the next morning, when the villagers got up and went onto the beach, wow, the waves had actually crashed over and taken the wreckage, completely wiped the beach completely clear. They said you could not even see a flaw or a scar on the sand, the power of the wave. And you know, I'm here today to say to you that all of us have messed up. All of us have got wreckage in our life. There are people sitting in this room and you know that you've messed up. You know what your wreckage looks like. There's one or two people you feel guilty in this room in church right now because you know that your wreckage is horrible and is terrible and is an eyesore and you feel conscious of it. There's other people that we like to kind of pretty it up and make out that, you know, it's not so bad. It's not such a big deal. And we kind of like maybe put a little bit of flowers around the wreckage, but the wreckage is still there. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Whether you put some nice flowers around the burnt out car or whether you just hold your hands up and say it is what it is. Every single person in this room, we've all flawed, we've all messed up, we've all got it wrong. And it's like this horrendous wreckage and the scar of it on our life. There's somebody here and you've messed up a relationship and you've some, done some stuff. There's other people here that have looked at things that they shouldn't have looked at and they wish they'd never seen them. There's somebody here who's hurt somebody, really hurt somebody who they wish they'd never hurt. And in a room with so many of us here, we've all got our wreckage. It all looks different ways in different shapes and it is ugly, and it is horrible, and you don't need me to come and tell you that it's ugly and horrible, because you feel it all the time. But I want to tell you, wow, that the love of God, the love of God, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. You see, the powerful wave of Christ's forgiveness can come onto your life today and take all the wreckage away. It can take all the brokenness away. It can take all the scar away. Oh friend, there's somebody here and you're like, I don't think you understand what I've done, Mark. You don't get what I've messed up. And I'm like, the Bible says that there is nothing bigger and greater than the love of Jesus. His love is so powerful. His wave of forgiveness is so incredible that it can crash onto your life and take away all the brokenness and the wreckage. You see, you wonder why we sing our songs with such passion and with such fervency. We sing them like that because we know that God has come and his love has changed our lives. We know that the love of God can come and can take away all your brokenness, all of your mess, all of your wreckage. You know, to think that you can leave this place today 
And that when God looks down on your heart, when God looks down on your heart, he does not see the burnt out car. He doesn't see the mess and the wreckage. He looks down on your heart and he sees the blood of Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. The wave of forgiveness came so that wreckage could be taken. And I'm believing in a few minutes that we're going to give opportunity for people to say today, do you know what? I want that wave of forgiveness to come over my life. I want that wave of forgiveness to come and wipe me completely clean. How releasing would that be for many of us in this place to know and allow the love and the forgiveness of Jesus to come and wash our heart completely clean. That you can honestly go from here knowing that you don't have to feel the guilt and the pressure of what you've done in the past. It has been washed completely clean and you are a new creation. You are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Wow. I can't get over the power of the cross. That wow, when Paul was praying this, he was saying, you know, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. If only you could understand this. I pray that you open up to his love today. I pray that you open up to his love. Don't, don't come in with arms folded and heart closed and a sense of like, oh no. But why don't you open up today and be like, ah, oh, do you know what? God, come. I want your love. And God comes towards you with his arms open wide. He is not in any way resistant to come to you. He comes bounding towards you with so much love and so much joy. And would you be open to the love of God today? And then thirdly, I pray that you would be open up, that you would open up to his supreme power. His supreme power. Wow. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. God is awesome. God is powerful and holy and majestic and glorious. And I want to urge us, friends, that we would be open to his supreme power. Maybe you've asked God for some stuff before and it's not come off. Maybe you've asked God for a miracle before and it hasn't happened. I really felt burning within me today that we would be open to his supreme power and that we would start again to ask for audacious and wonderful things from God. That we would have courage and boldness to say, do you know what God, I know some stuff's not always worked out in the past, but I'm here and I'm believing in your power and I'm believing for your glorious, holy, awesome, majestic power to be at work. And I'm asking you for some big things. I'm asking you for some big things. I am, um, I was like a, got the chance when I was kind of just in my late 20s, a, a, a big American church had heard about me and invited me over to America. And I was like, wow, and this church, there was like 
um, four or 5,000 people in this church and it was incredible. And I was getting the chance to speak. But one of the things I also got the chance was to meet the, what they call the mission board. And I was like a young guy in Barnsley trying to do some stuff for God, working on a real budget, shoestring budget. And they says, we, we would love to bless you. We want you to come and bring some stuff to us and, and ask us for some stuff. So I had the chance to meet this mission board. And I prayed about it and I thought about it. And I was like, oh God, what should I ask them for? And uh, I came up with this little thing that I knew that I desperately needed. And it was about 250 pounds. And I was going to go in and ask this mission board for this thing for 250 pounds. And just before I went in, this old missionary who had been to this American church many times, he said to me, what, what are you going to go in and ask for? And I says, well, I don't want to be too cheeky. I don't want to be too out there, but I, I, I think I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to ask for something for 250 pounds. And this American missionary, this missionary, so he looked at me. He goes, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I goes, what do you mean? He goes, Mark, this is one of the biggest churches in this area. They've got so much resource. He says, you, they'll give you 250 pounds and you'll go home with 250 pounds. He goes, Mark, you need to know what you're dealing with there. You need to go away and dream and imagine again and come back. Well, you only need to tell a Scotsman that one time, yeah? <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. I went away and I had a little think and I thought, I'm going to ask him for this, I'm going to ask him for that. And then I was praying and I said, oh God, this project. And there was this project that was like for 12,000 pounds. And I thought, okay, I'm going in and I'm asking. And I went into this mission board and I said, it's really great. I feel so privileged to be here. I'm so thankful that you've invited me over. And they says, what do you need, Mark? Tell us what you need. And I stood there and I got all my confidence and my courage. And I says, well, there's this project that I'm doing and it comes to 12,000 pounds. And I took all my guts and I said, and I think, I think you've got the resources and I think that you have got it within you to give me that money. And I would like to ask you for that 12,000 pounds. They asked a few more questions about the project. They asked a few bits and bobs and I told them and then they had a little meeting and then they said, oh, we'd love to give you that 12,000 pounds. They says, we would love to give you that. And we want to support you ongoing after that as well. And I learned a lesson. I thought, wow, I was going to in there with a teaspoon. I was like, 250 pounds, please. And I promise I'll keep the receipts, yeah? And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is a huge resource. And all friends, we come now before an awesome, glorious, holy God. We come before a God who wants to give us more than we could ever imagine. He wants to give us more than we can ask. Wow. That God's not like resisting. He's not angry behind the deck saying, how dare you ask for that? But God's like, come on. Come on, my daughter. What do you want? Come on, my girl. What is it you want? Come on, my son. You know, there's somebody in this room you're praying that you could have a little baby and I'm going to stand with you and believe that we're going to say, come on, God. Come on, bless us, God. 
There's somebody in this room then you're praying to God for a good report from the doctor and I'm going to stand with you like, wow, you come before God and you say, God, I know you've got the resources for this. I know that you're a strong and a powerful and a resourceful God. And I come to you and I pray that you would pour your health down on me. I'm believing that some of you have got requests and they're not selfish and bad financial requests, but they're good and they're wholesome. And I'm standing with you today that you come before God and you say, God, you are an awesome and a great God. Would you pour your favour and your blessing on me? Amen. Amen. That we will be open to His incredible power, His wonderful power, His glorious power. Oh, we've been hearing recently down south, some of the guys have been chatting because there's been a church where they've just been praying some prayers and they've seen incredible, powerful healings in the name of Jesus. And you know what, church? I'm wanting to urge us that we'll get there again, that we will believe again, that we will stand before a holy God. That wow, we will be known as a church where wow, somebody went in there and they came out completely changed and different because they called on God and God met them in power and in wonder. Wow. We're gonna, we're gonna say, God, we want to be open to your power. We want to be open to your power. So I've got a prayer inside of me for you. And in a moment, I'm going to invite us and ask you to be open, open to that prayer. I'm just going to ask us if we bow our heads in the presence of God for a moment. And as we're in the presence of God, I believe that some of us, we need to be open to that love that comes and washes away the wreckage and the brokenness, washes away that car wreck on our heart, the wave of the love of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus. So what I'm simply gonna do is this, I'm gonna pray a really short prayer and I'm gonna invite that you would pray after me. Don't say it out loud so people can hear, but just pray it in your heart. And then I'm going to say Amen. And then I'm going to ask us to stay bowed for just a couple more moments. And as every head's bowed, I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to say, if you prayed that prayer on three, I'm going to invite you to just slip up your hand. And as your hand will be up, some of my friends, I've got this book that I would love for you to have. And they're just going to come and they'll slip it into your hand as your hand's up. And that's you just saying, I want that wave, the wave of the love of God to wash over my heart and take away whatever scars, whatever wreckage, whatever mess, the wave of forgiveness. So as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, this is the prayer. Why don't you pray after me? Father God, would you come now would you forgive me for my mess? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the scar, for the wreckage. 
would you come and wipe it completely clean through the blood of Jesus and I will be washed whiter than the snow in Jesus name Amen Thanks for joining us on the Heart Church Podcast If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart I want to celebrate with you We have some tools to help you on your journey. Visit our website, heart.church forward slash response. To find out more about Heart Church, visit heart.church forward slash connect. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week.